Hey, universe. So it is, let's get this right, 949 on the 25th of November, Friday. That's in the AM morning, sunshine. Um, and 19 seconds in, with three hours, 33 minutes, and two seconds still remaining to be able to be used. <clears throat> well, other than my Samsung Galaxy S4 uh, storage space, which obviously has been a letdown since, what, 2014? But letting that finally go. I got to do something today that I guarantee you, every single person listening to this call, wait, this call? I'm not calling you. I didn't call. I didn't call. I didn't drunk dial you. I didn't do any of that. You called me. Okay, let's get that clear. Anyway, however this connection is occurring, jealous <laughs> of me, are you? Yes, yes you are. Unless you fall into one of two very specific groups. And a lot of you do, because fucking A, it's Black Friday. And I got to be at Home Depot at 1230 to... Cater to all you frenzied, fanatical, Friday shopping people. Okay. Um, I broke up with T-Mobile today. Seriously. Like, I fucking called in and broke up. N wouldn't listen to any of their bullshit excuses. They even uh, were going to make me uh, keep the account open just in case I wanted to transfer my number, at which point I decided I do not want my number anymore. I don't care. I can tell anybody of consequence in the next 22 days. Here is the number not to be using anymore. I will let you know when there is a new one. I felt, I mean, it felt so good. I'm a little embarrassed. Like I'm in a real, uh, two things. One, I woke up physically way better. How is that possible? How did I have a 72-hour dip into feeling like I just jumped the net and face-planted on the court in 2008? How did I go from that experience? Wait, was that 2008? When was that Federer-Nadal match? Was that 2006? Six? It couldn't have been. Was it six? No, it had to be eight, right? Oh, the years just start rolling into each other. Whatever. Um, and wake up today, my elbow is still sore, I'll give you that. But the rest of it, especially the hands, except for the left finger, which still feels jammed, I feel good. Like, really good. And I missed Thanksgiving dinner. And I expected to wake up with some emotional from all that. In fact, I deserve to. But I didn't. Which means my soul slept on it perfectly. Because I woke up energized by it. I know I did the right thing. I hate that that feels right. But whatever, it is. The world throws you a curveball or two, right? You gotta fucking adjust your stance and take a single into left field and call it one more out to live by. No, you don't. You don't have to call it any of that shit. I wouldn't even call it that again. I don't even think I could rattle that off again. 
But what I can say is I very much judge things by how my physical body reacts to them. I know in this universe that our soul and physical are intertwined in a way that I don't understand. Chakras and all that, right? I mean, I could work on it maybe and come to some higher understanding, but I just don't think I'm the antenna sent down here to respond to those kinds of higher uh, callings. And you yogis out there that fold yourself into a box and then go underwater or whatever, I'm impressed. Trust me. I am fucking impressed. But I am not that guy. I can barely... I can't even straighten my right arm. My left arm, sure. But my right arm, not even close. So with that limitation of yogi mastery, I don't even try to yoga-size. But I do ride my bike like a fiend because I like to stay strong enough and agile enough with what I've got so I can not feel weak. And this week made me feel weak, redundancy aside. It, uh... It might have just been the ensuing family collective. I mean, I'm so quick to blame myself for all the fucking chaos in the family. But the truth is, I am among four chaotic mofos. And they've brought a lot of the chaos on themselves. And they refuse to look forward into something that would solve a lot of their chaos that's right in front of them. And this isn't exclusive to any one of us. And I think I was the biggest offender of this of all. I probably led them down this road to the point they became pros. And now I've somewhat figured out what a mistake that was. And I'm trying to resend all that hogwash into something that I'm now here to save the planet of all its foibles. Well, bullshit. I mean, that I would think like that. If I think like that, bullshit. Because everyone in that room last night looked like they needed help. Help that I could provide. And I'm not trying to be a mag, you know, this isn't about me. What I'm saying is, it's not help of the, well, if she doesn't get somebody with the doctoral certificates in molecular structure to analyze her, her uh, eye uh, fail, no, no. There are just people who need a little reminder that, Maybe uh, they're on to some good stuff, that they're doing good things, that their life means something, that there's point to their feelings of pointless. That's it. It seemed like the room needed that everywhere. And those are the kinds of things I can provide without even thinking about it. So, if I'm going to turn my forecast of Be Myself for December into something B plus or better. And let's hope that's where we're headed. Then that means the kindness grade has to go to an A. And obviously the four targets on which to spread that kindness emerged last night. I can't abandon them until Christmas. That was reactionary John acting like a douche. I'll see you at Christmas says douchebag number one as he exits stage left. Okay, I would take that line back. But the rest of it, fuck, I don't give a shit. I'm happy about it. I finally realized that the only person that's not stood up for myself across life has been me. Well, that sure is easier to fix than I thought it was going to be. Because every time I stand up for myself, I realize how good it feels. 
Now, if that sounds like some weak, never uh, got out of his parents' basement, fucking just learning how to clip the lawn, emergence of a 53-year-old retard, it kind of is. But no, I mean, I did all the chasing through life's possibilities in my 20s and 30s. None of them were right. Probably my fault that I picked all poor targets. I'll give you that. But nobody on this planet's helping you figure out how to look inside yourself to find purpose, meaning, and uh, possibility that can then manifest outside yourself as destiny. No, 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 no. At least not in my life. Maybe that's what the Jews are up to on Saturdays, but that is not what was happening for me. And with that lack of any sense of spiritual possibility, well, I just dove into analytical road. I figured I'd figure it all out. I'll just make sense of it. I'm smart enough to figure it all out. <laughs> okay, so then when you fail at that, well, what are you left with? In sort of bumper car description terminology, the big hollow. You literally got nothing. You just sunk. You're too stupid to figure it all out. The questions that are emerging now are so outrageous that you can't even believe this is where you're at. And then, psh, like a camel lioness licking you upside the head. Actually, more like, oh, you know that big spam? Slapping their paws together and just boom, you get that inside of knowledge. I wonder if anybody else has experienced that. Now, I'll tell you what. If that rings a bell, uh, well, for the next 27 days, wait, until the 22nd of, um, of December, whoa, I have a phone number that is dying on the vine. Oh, I can't give it out, though, because it'll become someone else's phone number. That would be terrible. Okay. Email me. Uh, do I ever give out my email? No, I never do. I figure people could find it if they wanted it. All right. If you ever want to make contact with me here in episode, what is this, 203? This is a good one. Yeah, let's do 203. 203. Yeah, fuck, it's prime. It's Is it prime? Yeah, 203's got to be prime. Uh, heideggersgoldfish at gmail.com is the only email that would ever find me. But it would find me. Actually, show it Wittgenstein123 at hotmail.com. But that one could take a year. Heidegger should only take a month. So, when it comes to philosophers, that does not represent the order of philosopher preference in my own personal philosophies, but it does in my practical emailies. So, there you go. All right, time for one of these, don't you think? Of course you do. Anybody joining? No dabs for Debas? Well, dabs for this guy. I gotta go to work in three hours. Pass drug tests and all that. Pause. Roger that. So. God <coughs> damn. Is there more in there than I thought? Well, we'll be quenching the rest of those cough uh, expulsions through the caffeine-free thirst-quenching refreshment of squirt. Since 1938. Okay, two things. One, yesterday definitely convinced me that Diet Mountain Dew fucking changed the recipe and I fucking hate it. It's gross now. 
But you, Squirt, well, at least since two or three weeks ago, have made a, a serious uh, resurgence in my life's preference of what beverage should I go grab out of the fridge? Not since 1938 on that particular note, though you've been there available on that note since that day. No, I was always put off by the grapefruit because I don't really like grapefruit in general, even with sugar on it. Then it becomes just like syrupy grapefruit. But whatever. Fake grapefruit soda? Hook me up! Good American. Good American. Okay. Um, two. There's enough druggy druggy talk, talky talky, plus passy passy druggy testy, that uh, here it is. I have passed every drug test I've ever taken that mattered. And the only ones I failed are the ones that obviously had drugs in my system. And so the question wasn't, uh, do you? It was how many and what kinds. Those tests, well, potpourri results that may occur are private and medical. Aren't they? Are they? Probably. Probably not. I don't even care. Uh, if, you, if, if that's of interest, I'll tell you anything. I'm not a liar, and not, nor am I a hider of anything. But since that seems like more um, disclosure than anyone gives a shit about, passing a marijuana drug test anymore, though, that shit matters. Because marijuana is way more pervasive than it used to be, and you don't want to lose your job over something stupid like marijuana. And being a huge user of marijuana, how do I keep passing all my marijuana drug tests? Well, I have one method that works, and I've, I swear by it. What is it? Stop smoking marijuana. It's the method that works. And so here's the deal. If you're taking a, or a sativa test, no, they won't break it down to that level, thankfully. But if you're taking a marijuana test, you're going to take one of three tests. Well, four. I've never taken a hair follicle test. If you're taking one, I don't know what to tell you. You're, you're what, getting a job on the inner levels of the CIA? Because they can't give a shit about cocaine, right? But uh, where would they draw the line? Meth? Would they? I don't even know if meth would be off the table. What kind of drugs can the CIA not use? Does anyone know? That'd be a, that is a question I think we should be putting college funding toward. Anyway, if, if, however, you're not at the level of, like, career drug user, and you're just still meddling with marijuana, then if you're going to pass a, a saliva drug test, literally all you really need to do is abstain for 48 hours. 99% pass rate. You'd have to be a chronic, chronic user who just all of a sudden could quit for 48 hours. I don't give that guy a chance. But um, that's how you're going to pass that test. Now, you're that chronic, chronic, fucking chronic user. You can't even quit for 48 hours. Well, you've got to slow down for the week before the drug test severely. you got to go every other. And then the day before the drug test has to be a 24-hour no fucking use. Period. Just... Drink water and take up the filthy habit of cigarettes if you don't smoke. And if you do, buy 14 packs because you can't smoke weed. Period. For 24 hours before your test. Or you'll fail. And you might fail if you can't extend that to 36. At that point, I'd feel really safe. And I'd drink a shit ton of water too. But if you're taking a, a pee test... Well, frankly, without a two-week cold, hard stone break, you got no chance. None. Zero. If you're a regular smoker. None. 
you can dilute till you puke. It won't work. Um, if you can pull off that two-week cold fucking turkey, you actually have a pretty good chance. And if you can do a three-week cold turkey, I'd be shocked if you failed. But those are so willpower testing moments of reality. Like this one with my cough. Sorry. That those are the lines that I found drawn. And that's across multiple samples of people getting tested for probation. So those tests, those P-tests, I'm pretty familiar with. In fact, the at-home P-tests are pretty goddamn accurate. If you pass one of those, you'll probably pass one at the clinic. If you fail one of those, you will probably fail at the clinic. Like, to me, that's the best barometer out there. Pay, you know, on Amazon, buy the 25-pack, because you can buy 25 for the same price you can buy three. Just have them. They're useful. If you smoke weed, have them. You never know when you're going to need to be able to be sure you're walking in with clean feet. And as far as I know, the only way to know is to quit. Because I've heard of everybody trying every other fucking way and failing. So, if you want to fail, well, go get that Wizenator. That'll work, right? I mean, it's your wife's pee, for God's sake. How could that be dirty? Oops, you didn't know she's a meth addict? Well, does she work for the CIA? Well, then you shut it down. Okay, here we go. What did I get on to talk about? Nobody knows? Hang on. I better go find my list. I have these lists. Oh, duh. I didn't even have to get, like, four feet. I can't... Whoa. I got on to burp and talk about sniffling on your pregame warm-up to Black Friday. It's fucking Black Friday in America. And I work at Home Depot in the garden center where we're going to cut Christmas trees. I have to be there in two hours and 22 minutes. That's a lot of twos. Sweet. Maybe there is something in numerology. Nope, nope, that's synchronicity. That's synchronicity. My point is, fuck. Okay, so now let's, well, let's discuss, first of all, <clears throat> the whole culture of being drug tested. It's another way to make you feel guilty about what you need to do to get through the fucking day. And really, I don't care if that's um, jerk off into a bed full of stuffed animals or read Foucault or watch Gilligan's Island reruns or write fanfic Gilligan's Island episodes you wish had been produced, but are now realizing the crew is just too old to pull it off. However pathetic your life may turn, what you grab onto to find meaning in it, well, it matters. To you, at the very minimum. And I've always found that things that matter to other people, I can find value in, especially if they can show me why it matters to them then that can matter to me. And then that just makes the universe matter that much more. So, don't be limited. 
thinking that what you're here finding fulfillment in is in any way other than, for yourself, important. Because that's what matters. And, uh, and I'll go to work today. Thank, you know, I can't tell you how good it feels to wake up healthy, knowing I can handle eight and a half hours of wrapping Christmas trees. That's physical work. Especially loading them up on the top of everybody's SUV, because that's what the boys do, while the girls go in and do the chainsaw. It's actually pretty fun. All around. Not bad work. But physical work. And, uh, and I want to be able to pull my way. Especially because I'll definitely be the oldest dude working. So, <clears throat> with that in mind, um, well, waking up anything other than feeling better would have been terrible. But waking up feeling <clears throat> almost 100% <clears throat> feels like I woke up for Game 3 of the World Series and a day that mattered, and I'm only supposed to be getting back in Game 5. I'm in, coach! Put me in! I'm ready. I'm seriously ready to go. So, I got that going for me. And it's Black Friday, right? Which means all the dumb questions about stuff that's on sale that's just junk. Oh, Not that Home Depot sells junk. That is not an intuition I'm trying to follow. I represent my company with pride. I did not go back to the Home Depot after being fired by the Home Depot because I don't enjoy working for the company. So, me lava Home Depot. As much of me love any corporation possibility. And I work hard for Home Depot because I work hard for everybody. But I always work hard for Home Depot because in ways they've worked hard for me. So, no love lost here. But Americans on Black Friday are fucking crazy. And if you're outside of America, the one day you definitely don't want to visit this country is the Friday after Thanksgiving. And probably 4th of July. Well, I don't know. The 4th of July fireworks are pretty slick. But there is nothing good about Friday after Thanksgiving. Not a thing. <clears throat> In fact, if you come from China to Friday after Thanksgiving here, you'll wonder, why do they go so crazy for all the stuff we can buy at the corner store? Exactly. All right. Um, world um, belittling rant over. Sorry to the entire world for all of my American dispositions that are terrible. Can't get over them. Gotta live with them. Sort of like that Falco song. One night in Bangkok. Ah, oh, making this worse. I better pause. Hang on. Okay. Well, I think... I mean, I'm even pretty much clear that I'm too full of pre-game jitters. Pre-game jitters? Pre-Black Friday slave to the American populace jitters? To, uh record anything of much substance so uh, how about this I will post this tonight with an addendum in my breaking down what happened on Black Friday fucking at the Home Depot in Denver Colorado actually technically not in Denver but whatever you don't need another one I work in the Home Depot and I will be together through the holidays 
Ha! Which is more than I can say for T-Mobile! Hello, universe. I'll admit, I waited one minute to start this recording at 11.11. On the 25th? What day is today? No, it's the 26th. It's Saturday the 26th. After Friday the 25th. Black Friday, 2022. And this is the post-addendum note. Wait, I should blow my nose, sorry. Okay. The experience of working at Home Depot on Black Friday selling Christmas trees from noon till close was way more Friday than black. It was stupidly slow. There was nobody in the store. And it makes me wonder if this is indicative of the economic downturn that nobody wants to admit to in this country. But what the fuck, man? Like, I've got money to go spend at Home Depot on Black Friday? No. In fact, if anything, the gestures of people's kindness toward me on Black Friday was the single most surprising thing. And I'll tell you what reinforces itself over and over and over again is the kind people are the people with the least. And I don't mean the least in life. I just mean kind people give away what they don't need. They don't hoard. And there was a lot of kindness yesterday. From people who, frankly, probably should be hoarding. Uh, and I promised I would follow up my uh, nervous energy, too nervous to record, uh, bullshit, experience from pre-Black Friday John. But post-Black Friday John got home. It was such... Whoa! Chilled, relaxed, and frankly, underworked state that chilled John chilled out with the cat and the dog on the bed till all three chilled into a chill pile of, wow, that was chill. And then we woke up. So here at 11.11, well, whatever it is, 11.14, is that right? Where's 11.15? It's 11.15! But it's only two minutes and 52, 54, 55 seconds of recording. So as we hit our three-minute mark, wait, how's that? Oh, yeah, I paused to blow my nose because I was trying to be courteous. Me? Trying to be courteous? Well, it's like following up on what I said I would do. I do mostly try to bring nothing but my best self to the universe. And... I've been thinking about that Thanksgiving thing. And the more I extend the frustration that popped off that night, the more I realize where it's all coming from. One of the worst features of seeing people's inner turmoil is seeing it in your parents. Especially when, shockingly, 
the one you expected to have this cauldron when your emotional cauldron is your strength certainly your inner cauldron of turmoil is not going to be a cauldron it's going to be what a hmm maybe a pepper grinder ah inner turmoil no that's enough inner turmoil come on man i said that was enough could be a pepper grinder but whatever it is one of my parents is pretty much at peace and maybe that's because he helium ballooned his way over the north pole and didn't even notice it's possible but the other one well she's she's like watching the astronauts wring out a washcloth or whatever other fantastical trick they did in upside down space to tell us they were in upside down space it just doesn't seem to make any progress I've tried coming at her subtly. I've tried coming at her brute force. I've tried coming at her from behind the side door. I mean, it doesn't matter how I offer energy to be recuperative, therapeutic, medicating. I don't even know what. But whatever I try to provide gets shot down immediately and I don't know how to expand someone's possibilities for seeing their own life as a success if they're not willing to see it as one at all but to me that's the ultimate sadness to think your whole life failed you or that somehow you failed it. I don't know if anything really makes me sadder. Not even those manipulative, emotionally string-tying sadness commercials they fill us with this time of year. True melancholy expression can only come from within. You have to be hurting to vibrate at that level. And all I want to do for people who are hurting in that sort of capacity is to help. So when my help is never, ever, ever, ever even entertained as potentially worth leveraging, Well, at some point, the return fire becomes enough for me to leave the scene. And that's really what happened. That's why I still feel very comfortable about it. If anything, I feel better today about all of it. And no matter what conflict or chaotic moments your life throws at you, if your response keeps feeling more and more appropriate, then it was the right thing to do. Now, how do you bring in this new revelation of perspective, especially across the long haul? 
How do I go from wanting to help my mother in any capacity possible to realizing she will not permit my help at any level? What do I do? I don't know. Do I just stay out of her orbit forever? I can't. Do I just swallow all of what I could present to her as opportunities to rethink and let her suffer by choice? Well, that'd be a conversation to have behind the veil, wouldn't it?